Hello and welcome to this episode of the Three Ball Podcast. Um, just want to let you guys know this is how the schedule is going to work. So today, July 5th, I'm recording this episode. Also recording an episode with my cousin Jacob today that will go on next Sunday. And on Wednesday, I will have my friend Brandon on the podcast. I just wanted to let you know that's how the schedule is going to be. Um, for a couple reasons. Um, I'm, I'm going to play. I'm don't know if I'm going to have time to do all this stuff. I'm going to edit a couple of things, working on some music. So that's just why that's the schedule. That's how it's going to be. So if something happens after Wednesday and I don't cover it on my podcast with my cousin, then you know why. And it's just how it's going to be. <laughs> but today, according to July 5th, as I just said, Kanye West yesterday on July 4th just said he was running for president. Now... What's it going to happen? Why is Kanye West running for president? No clue. Um, Kanye can do what he wants. I'm a huge Kanye fan, especially with the music of Kanye. But is Kanye really going to be president of the United States? Maybe. It'd be cool if he was, because, you know, we'd have uh, President Yeezy. Uh, Maybe Yeezys go to everyone. I try not to get political on this podcast, but Kanye, kind of a rap artist, rap star, so I feel obliged to cover it because Kanye is a rapper. Um, what will Kanye do if he actually does become president? I have no clue. Because I don't know if Kanye has any plans. Like, how are we going to cut the how are we gonna cut the debt in the United States? How are we going to deal with immigration? How are we going to deal with corona? How are we going to deal with blah, 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 blah? Can Kanye handle all that? I don't know. It, would he be too busy? Is he going to be making music in the White House? Uh, we did, the first lady would be Kim Kardashian. So, keeping up with the Kardashians, are we going to have a reality show in the White House? These are stupid questions that we need to ask ourselves because if Kanye somehow pulls off this, then we got to know this. As TV viewers, music listeners, is Kanye West just going to be gone for four years? Maybe eight years? I don't know. <laughs> But it's going to be interesting because, you know, obviously the three people running for president now are Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Kanye West. Now, Kanye West um, will be will be running as an independent, I assume. Um, Donald Trump, Republicans, obviously, Joe Biden, Democrats. Um, Kanye West will steal voters from both parties. Um... Kanye West will steal the African-American vote from Joe Biden, in my opinion. Um, And maybe he'll steal some of the people who don't like Donald but aren't going to vote for Biden, so vote for Kanye. Um, The debates would be interesting, to say the least. Um, Get Kanye up there spitting some bars. They they should ask him, what do you think about term limits? And he should be like, no one man should have all that power. That'd be a Kanye term. Um, he'd probably say it about Russia and North Korea and all these other communist countries. He'd be like, no one mentioned all their power. And if you don't get that, that's a Kanye reference in a Kanye song called Power. That's actually pretty good. Um, Kanye's had some ups and downs. Um, this point in his life, he's more successful than Donald Trump has been. Donald Trump had been bankrupt three times already. Um, Kanye West is a millionaire. Almost a billionaire, I assume. Um, born again Christian, which is very cool. Um, does a lot of stuff for his community. Builds churches now. Kanye is a very interesting person, to say the least. 
Um, no, what could he do? <laughs> I don't know how he's going to get the vote. I mean, he already has the support of Elon Musk. But how big is Elon Musk's support in today's country? I mean, you get people who buy the Tesla to vote for you. And you get people from Elon Musk's alien planet that he's from. I guess that's your vote right now. Um, it would definitely be interesting to see how this plays out. I know I use the word interesting a lot in this podcast, so I'm sorry. But um, intriguing is, is a different word I should use for that. Because it's the same definition, basically. I'm trying to expand the vocabulary, if you know what I mean. But... It'll be intriguing to see how all this plays out in the United States. Um, can Kanye bring the country together? Can Don Lemon not roast Kanye West on CNN? Can Kanye West make music and be the president? Who knows? We'll have special visits from Jay-Z in the White House and Dr. Dre. Because Kanye is now making music with Dr. Dre, which is very cool. Um, I'll be covering that music when it comes out. Dr. Dre, um... Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That'd be an interesting White House right there. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, um, Rihanna. If all that happens, we'd have them making music in the White House. It'd be pretty cool. Um, the Elms, as I just said, he has the support of Elon Musk. Um, this country, I don't really know how big that is. I mean, would he have the support of the Hollywood billionaires and millionaires? Who knows? Uh, they're mostly Democrat anyway. But would they vote for Kanye? Somebody who's almost like them, or used to be like them? Millionaires, billionaires? Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. I keep, ah, oh, my bad. I just hit a power rate off of, off of the uh, place that I'm sitting at. But, can Kanye pull off? I don't think so. I've been, I've been saying Kanye was 2020 since 2016. Um... I'm having my friend Brandon on, who went to St. Mary's with me, and he knows all about me saying Kanye West 2020, so he'll be on, we'll talk about some music and some other stuff, but it's funny that I was rooting for Kanye West in 2016, and now it's finally here, so should I be all for Kanye? I don't know. It'll definitely be interesting. Keep using that word. I'm sorry. Mom will get mad at me. She'll be like, stop using the same word 30,000 times. But, um, it's going to be weird to see Kanye up there running for president. But anyways, I've talked enough about Kanye West. And I know a lot of my viewers don't like me getting political whatsoever. So, and that's another reason why people listen to me. Because I'm not like other channels that get into politics. Sorry about that. But Kanye's Kanye. Easy 2020. But... NBA playoffs. The NBA bubble is going to be weird. Okay, so here's what we know so far. Victor Oladipo ain't playing. Um, he's going to wait for his injury to fully heal and he'll start playing next season. Um, but he's going to travel with the team so he can like, get all those free Disney movies that they're releasing early. We all know Victor Oladipo just wants to watch some Black Widow and chill out with the homies in his little bubble. Victor Oladipo will probably make a new album while he's in the bubble. Um, Gordon Hayward for the Boston Celtics. Gordon Hayward will, he will leave the bubble in September. That's his plan. Um, because his wife will be, uh, be going through pregnancy. That's planned at that time. Now, what if the baby comes early or late? 
That's the question for Celtics fans, because September is around the time of the conference finals. So what happens if the baby's late and he leaves as scheduled, but he's going to wait a couple more days for that baby to come, so he's gone longer, and the Celtics lose a 17-point-per-game score that is kind of important to that team. Gives some scoring, plays a little defense, not much, but plays a little defense. Another thing that NBA, if you're betting on this NBA Finals run, you need to know, are the Lakers going to win the Finals? I heard Colin Cowherd talk about how Avery Bradley was the most important thing in the world because he's the third best defensive player team on that Lakers team. That's not the problem with that Lakers team. The problem with that Lakers team is the fact so that Avery Bradley's gone, blah, blah. Ain't nobody care about Avery Bradley. They signed the Henny man himself, J.R. Smith, to take that place. Problem is Dwight Howard. They got no big man off the bench now. They had JaVale. JaVale's a goofball. JaVale acts like the goofy goober from Spongebob all the time. But JaVale is going to start. They, they ain't got no big man off the bench. So who's going to be that big man off the bench? And the fact that LeBron, who's going to take the clutch shots? Because I know casual NBA fans will be like, LeBron will take clutch shots. LeBron's clutch. LeBron's clutch. LeBron, he's clutch in a different way. He makes the right basketball play. He's not going to pull up from the three-point line and take a triple-team shot like Kobe would. R.I.P. Kobe. And that's why we love Kobe so much. Kobe will take that game and shot. Kobe's going to hit the dagger. Triple-teamed. But LeBron's going to pass the ball. LeBron's going to pass the ball to the guy in the corner who's wide open. The question is, can that guy in the corner make that jump shot? Now, this team... Is not what a LeBron team usually looks like. You usually got some good clutch spot-up shooters. You usually got somebody who can play defense. Okay, we're going to look at LeBron's championships teams, right? In 2010-2011 when they lost to the Mavericks, and the Miami Heat lost to the Mavericks, right? That team did not have good role players whatsoever. They had Mike Miller, and that was about it. Their role players were Eddie House, who was way out of his prime if he ever had one, Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby was not good that season. Mike Bibby, after that, got shipped to Atlanta to go play for the Hawks, and he was awful there. Mike Bibby was just not a good basketball player at that point in his career. They didn't have any role players. The year after, they go get Ray Allen, clutch bottom shooter. We saw it happen. Ray Allen hits the corner three. Woo! That happens. Shane Battier. Excuse me. Shane Battier, clutch spot-up shooter. We saw that when he was in Houston. Mike Mike Miller. Clutch spot-up shooter. We saw that in the NBA Finals against the Spurs. You have all these guys who are clutch role players. Even Norris Cole. Norris Cole come off the bench, play defense, give you a couple points, give you some assists. That's what LeBron needs. This Lakers team, who's going to take that wide-open clutch shot? Is it going to be J.R.? JR will take it. Is he going to make it, though? Um, we saw JR last time he was in clutch moment run around and look like an idiot. Because um, he thought the score was tied, but in reality, they were... Er, they thought he thought he was up one, and in reality, the score was tied. Is it going to be Quinn Cook? I haven't seen Quinn Cook make a clutch shot in my life. Quinn Cook's been a half-decent role player for the Warriors his whole career. I don't know he, but he's been a half-decent role, role player for the Warriors his whole career. Is it going to be Jared Dudley? Jared Dudley ain't doing crap in the NBA no more. 
Jared Dudley's pissing off people like Ben Simmons in the NBA. I, no, ain't nobody need that. Is it going to be the legend of Kobe Wade, Deion Waiters? And if you are asking why I call him that, that was his high school nickname, Kobe Wade. So, I'm going to use it. Um, Deion will take the shot, but the question is, is he going to make it? Um, Anthony Davis, has, has he won a playoff series? Maybe one. Is he going to make that clutch shot? Last time I saw Anthony Davis take a game-winning shot, it was against the Brooklyn Nets in a regular season game, and he missed. Wide open three-pointer. LeBron kicks it out. He does the classic LeBron. Makes the right basketball play. Kicks it out. Anthony Davis for three. Bricks. Lakers lose the game. That's the problem with this team. It's not the fact that they can't win, but if the game is close, they're going to need LeBron to make a clutch shot. And LeBron's not going to... He's not going to exactly make the clutch shot. He's going to make the right basketball play. That's what I like about LeBron, but that's what NBA fans don't like about LeBron. He's not willing to take the clutch shots. He's not willing to shoot triple teams for no reason like Kobe did, like MJ did. Even MJ passed a little bit when he had Steve Curry. He passed Steve Curry and John Paxson. But he ain't passing to no nobody in the corner. We knew John, after the first clutch shot John Paxson hit, we knew he was clutch the rest of the time. Steve Kerr, we knew he was clutch the rest of the time. MJ ain't passing to BJ Armstrong in the corner for three to win the game. That ain't happening. MJ rather than take a double-team shot than pass to BJ or Luke Longley, who's going to take a mid-range shot. That ain't happening. MJ taking the last shot. But LeBron, which is stuff that I like about LeBron, LeBron will pass to the people of, like, Timothy Moskov or Tristan Thompson in the clutch. I mean, the MJ team or Kobe team... People like Tristan Thompson and Timothy Moskov ain't touching the ball. Matthew Deladova is not touching the ball in the last two minutes of the game. He'll, he'll play defense, but Kobe ain't going to let him touch the ball. MJ's not going to let him touch the ball. Spot-up shooter, just not that clutch. He's a good defensive player. So, that's where this... Uh, this is why I don't think the Lakers can win the NBA Finals, just because of the fact they don't have clutch players right now. And I think that's what you need. They don't have clutch depth. They don't have... They have a little depth. But Danny Green, really? Danny Green's going to take the final shot? Danny Green's been clutch, but in his career before. But after last year when he almost choked away game six in the NBA Finals, Danny Green's been weird. Made his hair a weird haircut. And he's been weird ever since. But that's why I don't think Lakers are going to win the NBA Finals. The Bucks, on the other hand, we know what the Bucks are about. Chris Middleton's got to score 20-plus a game, every game, if the Bucks want a chance to win. LeBron's, or Giannis is going to put up his 30, but Chris Middleton's got to put up 20-plus. And the rest will do it by itself. The Bucks have guys who will randomly score 10-plus. You got George Hill, he can score 10-plus. Brooke Lopez will hit down four threes in a game. You got people like Dante DeVincenzo who will... Get hot for no reason. Pat Connaughton will dunk on somebody and pump the team up. Robin Lopez will make a three-pointer for no reason. That's what the Bucks are about. They're team basketball. Giannis and Chris. Uh, that's what that is. And if Chris plays good, Bucks will, the Bucks will win games. Now, if you if you want to go full team, look at the Raptors. Team play, Raptors are control of that. They got Pascal Siakam. But he's not a superstar yet. He's just he's just a really good player at this point. 
that's all about team basketball right there. They don't have one certain superstar. Fred Van Leet's really clutch. We saw that last year in the NBA Finals when he saw Steph Curry the whole NBA Finals. And then when late in the game they put the box in one and Fred Van Leet chased Curry around and Curry couldn't do crap. Those people who want to think Steph Curry is a great clutch player. Steph Curry don't play defense. Then he gets locked up by Fred Van Leet. Hall of Fame climbs on Fred Van Leet. <laughs> Trash. But <laughs> and those who are old heads, I'm not calling Steph Curry trash, okay? I just don't think he's the clutch player everybody thinks he is. I don't think he's as good as a player everybody thinks he is either. I also don't think he's the greatest shooter of all time. Greatest shooter means you can make clutch shots, too. I get that you can make 40-foot jump shots when the game don't matter. I'm, I'm glad you can do that. But I need a three-pointer to win the game. I'm not going to you whatsoever. I'm not picking you. You ain't even on the horizon of what I'm picking. If it's game six, I'm going to Clay. Because Clay Thompson is the legend of game sixes. So, if it's game six, I'm going to Clay Thompson. And it's what that Warriors team had when they had Kevin Durant. We never saw Steph Curry take the final shot in those finals. We never saw Steph Curry hit the clutch shot. Kevin Durant was taking that clutch shot. It's not Steph Curry. And Steph Curry will never be a clutch player. In my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. But Steph Curry didn't play defense in any of the NBA finals that he was in. Okay? So, let's just go back. In 2000, in the first NBA finals season, he guarded Matthew Delvadova. That don't count. Matthew Delvadova couldn't score... If there was a fly on him. Delhi's a great defensive player, and that's about it. The 3-1 lead. He couldn't guard Kyrie. And then in the clutch, he had Kevin Love on him, and Kevin Love has five fouls. I'm oh, no, sorry. It's not game. Kevin Love. Kevin Love is on him. He's doing all the weird uh, crossover behind the back for no reason. He takes a crap shot, misses it. And, and in that NBA Finals, Steph Curry had more turnovers than assists in that NBA Finals. He averaged 20-something points, shot horrible from the floor, and they blew the 3-1 lead. The next year, they got Kevin Durant. Again, Kyrie sauced him in that NBA Finals. The next year, Kyrie was gone. I don't even know who the point guard of that team was. Maybe, was it was Darren Williams, who's still getting paid by the Nets, basically. I don't know. Actually, Durant, Darren Williams just got finished paying for the Nets. But, if you don't know why Darren Williams gets paid by the Nets uh, almost every day, I'll tell you in a minute. But, yeah, and then, obviously when they had KD, there was nothing to worry about. But then, KD goes down. And then, you make it to the NBA Finals against the Raptors. Kyle Lowry. Is killing you. Kyle Lowry's been notorious for not being clutch in the playoffs. Yet Kyle Lowry and an undrafted guy named Fred Van Leen is killing you in the playoffs. They're scoring on you at will. And then you go on the other side, and then Curry ain't scoring. Curry's shooting bad from the floor. And, and in that game, Curry, in game five of the NBA Finals, I think, where Curry dropped 50, and, and they won or whatever, or no, they lost that game. Curry drops 45. Fred Van Leet scored 25. Kyle Lowry scored 30. What does that even up to? That's 55 against 45. And he's guarding those two guys the whole game. Danny Green scored 10. That's 65. 
And every time I see Steph Curry, he goes to the he goes to the floor, guards the weakest player on offense, and they come off the screen. Curry doesn't come off the screen because he's too lazy to, and they hit a wide open three pointer. Or Curry makes a dumb switch on on defense. He leaves somebody open for a dunk. That's the type of stuff that I don't like from Curry, and people are blind to see it because defense doesn't matter in the NBA anymore. It's all about the long ball three. It's all about the it's all about the uh, shots. We don't care about defense anymore, which is why, which is why I love players like Andre Roberson. Defense first. Tony Allen, defense first. Andre Roberson can't shoot to save his life, but that man will play defense. That's what I like about NBA players, defense. Unless you're Dirk, and you're seven foot. I mean, Dirk, was, Dirk isn't as bad as defensive players they make him out to be. Dirk averaged to block his whole game, his, his prime. In fact... I'm not going to call this a great stat, but Dirk has more defensive rebounds in his career than, like, Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon, and some other guys that are Hall of Famers. More defensive rebounds, not offensive. Dirk ain't grabbing no offensive rebound. But I just think it's funny that, well, Dirk's actually won a final MVP, too, so nobody calls him not clutch anymore. Courage is not clutch. Never has, never will be, in my opinion. But I'll tell you why Darren Williams still gets paid by the Nets, um, I think. I know that ended a couple weeks ago. But in sports, you can have a choice. You can either buy other contract, right? Keep paying them. Or the Mets started this a while ago. The Mets, they couldn't afford to buy out somebody's contract. So they said, July 1st is known as Bobby Mania Day. They pay Bobby Mania $1.9 million every July 1st. For the next, uh, at the time, it was for the next 35 years. He would get paid that till 2030 because the owner could not pay Bobby Benia's contract by it, which was $5.3 million at the time. And he gets paid $1.9 million every year on July 1st now. Uh, the Mets did that three times. They had still paid Daryl Strawberry and somebody else. Um, Ichiro has that kind of contract. Ichiro gets paid like $25 million a year or... He gets like 25% of what the Marlins make. Matt Holiday still gets paid by the Cardinals. Albert Pujols, when he retires, will get paid $10 million by the Angels. Um, I guess that's why Albert Pujols is still playing, so he can get the contract now and the contract when he's like 50 plus. I don't know. But sports is a weird way of working with cap. Baseball obviously doesn't have a cap, so I guess you can pay people whatever you want while they're gone. Uh, Joakim Noah was still getting paid by the Knicks for a while, so I guess that's okay. But the Brooklyn Nets would not pay Darren Williams the buyout. They released him, made a deal where he gets paid like fifteen thousand almost every day, and he made a crap ton of money off the Nets. Josh Smith, same thing. Josh Smith got paid by the Pistons, and he might he get he gets finished paying by the he gets finished getting paid by the Pistons after twenty twenty ends. So, it's very, very funny people take advantage of the contract rules in sports. Um, so, next Sunday, you'll be hearing me and my cousin talk about WWE and the Chiefs. So, I'm going to talk about WWE a little bit by myself, and then next Sunday, you'll get to hear me and my cousin Jacob talk about WWE. But, WWE. So... 
WWE has been WWE storyline storyline writing is the same. It always has been. Um, but one of the things I don't like about WWE, so they have a guy named Matt Riddle. Great potential to be a good wrestler, right? But they dress and they have his gimmick is awful. They have him dressed up like Hawaiian beach dude. Uh, he wears these stupid weird shorts. Doesn't wear shoes when he's in the wrestling ring. His feet aren't taped. It's not like he's a, uh, like an MMA guy and his feet are taped. Doesn't wear shoes. Um, and his gimmick is original bro. Okay, TNA had that gimmick years ago. They had Robbie E and, and whoever his tag team partner was. I can't remember who his tag team partner was. But they were like the bro dudes. They, they had the bro fist. They were like, bro, bro, bro. That's all they preached on. WWE is like, hey, we'll steal that. Because it works, I guess. No, it doesn't work, WWE. Your storyline writes crap. Your gimmicks are crap. Please, hire me. I will do it for free. I will help you fix the company. But Vince McMahon won't do that. Because Vince McMahon only does what Vince McMahon wants. Also, why is wrestling... Like, the reason why nobody watches your boring content anymore is because the storyline writes crap. Wrestlers aren't that very good anymore. And you're almost turning into TNA, like... I just watched some Friday Night Smackdown the other day. Jeff Hardy, who used to be an alcoholic, we're gonna make fun of him being an alcoholic and failing so many drug tests and alcohol tests years ago. We're gonna punish him by now doing a storyline where we openly say, Jeff Hardy's an alcoholic, and we're gonna use that against him. That's stupid. Jeff Hardy is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. He's one of the most daredevil people I've ever seen in WWE. He does anything. And you're using him to face Sheamus, and he'll probably lose to Sheamus. It's not a good, really, fit for Jeff Hardy as it is. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Um. I think they should... I mean, they won't bring back ECW, because they don't care about extreme wrestling anymore. But they put together... Of, they put together this boring content. I mean, is it fun to watch? Not really. Um, they take people from other companies like uh, Robbie E. Which is just saying, Robbie E's in NXT now. He is Robert Stone. He's a manager for some chick. Why are we using Robbie E like that? Robbie E was a good wrestler. Robbie's actually a good wrestler. He's good on the mic. You have him being a manager of some chick. I don't know if you know the chick's name. And then, I thought they had potential in the storyline after all the crap that Robbie had been through. I thought they had potential because they were, it was, because they have the Robert Stone brand, blah, blah, blah. And so they were, it was this trick that he manages versus uh, Rhea Ripley. And if Rhea Ripley lost, then she'd have to join the Robert Stone brand. Okay, now we got something. Maybe, maybe this can be a tag team. Robert Stone becomes the third guy. He becomes the third wheel of that group, I guess. And... He is, um, he'll wrestle in the men's division. I'd love that. I want to see Robbie E. wrestle again. Now, Ray Ripley wins. There's no Robert Stone brand anymore. Robert Stone's gone now. He should be gone, because that gimmick sucks. Um, he could have been like the Million Dollar Man. That would have been pretty cool. He just pay people to join his group, and now he's got a group. But no, it really didn't work like that. Um, it's just bad to see that WWE's doing this, um, Vince is like 80, he's too old, they should really try to help him out and be like, you need to hire somebody, right? 
Um, does Vince McMahon write it anymore? Who knows at this point? I don't think he writes anymore. Because obviously they're saying they're the same storyline since 1980, so he definitely doesn't write it anymore. Um, they just continue to use the same storylines he wrote in 1980 and 1990 for 2000s and 2000s, the 2010s. It, it's bad. Um, I think WWE needs to go in a whole new direction in this new t- 2020 to 2030 range. They need to hire new people. You need. To as much as I love the old the old wrestlers, you need to stop bringing them back and having them put over talent. You need or start. They need to come and put over talent. They don't need to bury talent. Putting over so putting over is like they won the match against the legend, and now they look very good in WWE in fans' eyes because they just beat the legend. It's not what John Cena does when he comes back every year. Comes over, beats somebody in three minutes. And now they look like a scrub. I don't need to see that. Elias could have been the next Jeff Jarrett. Carries a guitar, plays a guitar. In fact, that's the same gimmick Jeff, Gar- Jeff Jarrett did. Plays a guitar. Does all this me singing. Okay, we got the next Jeff Jarrett here. Then John Cena comes back because he wants to face The Undertaker. Elias comes out. He beats Elias in like two minutes. Or a minute and 30 seconds. And then The Undertaker comes out. Then The Undertaker kills John Cena in a match. Okay, why did I need that? Why did I need him to go bury Elias in in a minute and 30 seconds? I didn't need that, WWE. That's an awful storyline writing, and nobody needed that. Um, That's just my opinion. Say what you want about WWE. Um, Another example. WWE with uh, John Cena. John Cena wouldn't lose to the the Nexus. Okay, the Nexus had potential. They looked like a good group. Had all the potential in the world. Guess what? John Cena won't lose to them. John Cena won't drop to them. They got a crap. Wade Barrett thinks it's the only guy. Or no, Bray Wyatt's the only guy who revived his career after that. Bray Wyatt, or at that time he's husky hair as he turned into Bray Wyatt. John Cena still wouldn't lose to him. But he sees the fame now and he has a WWE top run. That's about it. Wade Barrett had a couple Intercontinental Championship runs, and then he left WWE because WWE hated him for some stupid reason. But, yeah, those are my views on WWE for the time being. After this week of Monday Night Raw, Wednesday Night NXT, and Friday Night SmackDown. Those are my views after that. (laughs) The only thing I did like is that they brought back on Wednesday Night, had the Great American Bash. That was about it. (laughs) And NXT's thing was called the Great American Bash. I don't know why. But it wasn't awful. NXT's the only one that I can actually watch without cringing. I mean, granted, they got the Robert Stone storyline, but at least it's good wrestling. They had Bailey and Sasha Banks calling NXT. Ba- I actually like Bailey. Bailey's a solid wrestler. Sasha Banks, good wrestler. I, I can't remember what happened in those matches. I don't even know. Um. But it's just disappointing to see WWE come to this. Football. I know a lot of people like hearing me talk about football, especially because I just went on and bashed Tim Tebow the other day. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tim Tebow fans, but it's kind of true. I might make a segment. Uh, have to start not next Sunday, but not not Wednesday, but the other the other Wednesday after that. <laughs> we should do Tebow or who. And we can just have all name NFL bust, and I guess, and I'll do Tebow or somebody else. There you go, Tebow or Kyle Orton. No, I'd probably pick Kyle Orton. 
Alright, Tebow or Rex Grossman? Rex Grossman took a team to the Super Bowl. Alright, Rex Grossman, in your opinion, your Tebow eyes, Rex Grossman took a team to the Super Bowl, sorry. Rex Grossman better than Matthew Stafford, or you, you people who love Tim Tebow are always like, Tim Tebow won a playoff game against the Steelers. Well, Mark Sanchez beat Tom Brady twice, so I guess Mark Sanchez is, well, I already said Mark Sanchez is better than Tim Tebow. Mark Sanchez is a GOAT in this point of view. Mark Sanchez is better than Tom Brady because Mark Sanchez beat Tom Brady twice. Mark Sanchez has more flat ones than Andy Stafford. But I will say I get off the little Tim Tebow bash. One of the most underrated playoff runs that we've ever seen. You go back, look at the stats. Joe Flacco. Now, obviously Joe Flacco's not good now, but you look at Joe Flacco has a, more, has a higher playoff percentage winning. And Peyton Manning. Um, this guy's been Super Bowl MVP is Drew Brees. Guys, his playoff run is very underrated if you go back and look at it. Joe Flacco, not an elite quarterback, but very underrated quarterback in my opinion. Um, I think they should start Lamar. They, they should have started Joe Flacco in that playoff game two years ago in Lamar's rookie year. They would have beat the Chargers in my opinion. As much as I love Phillip Rivers. I think they would have beat him. And the MVP. I'm going to say that word again. Interesting to see if Joe Flacco beats Philip Rivers. Joe Flacco takes him to the AFC Championship game. Well, is, Le- is Lamar necessarily the guy that you want now? I mean, I've got a Nick Foles situation here, but obviously they move on to the younger quarterback. Um, who you got? Mr. Trubisky or Nick Foles? Who do you think is going to be starter? Um, I'll actually do a little... Uh, I'll share the tab with some of my listeners. And you can ask me questions and I'll answer them on... May, I'll probably do it Wednesday with Brandon. And we'll both answer them. But... It'll be... It'll be... Interesting. I, I hate using that word now, but that's the word I'm going to use. It'll be interesting to see what you guys' questions are and what you actually want me to talk about because I've got a lot of topics that I want to cover, but I'm not necessarily sure that you guys want to hear them. Like, if you're tired of hearing WWE, just tell me, okay? I'll stop talking about WWE after Sunday because that's I already have that recorded and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so... I'll stop talking about WWE after Sunday if you want me to. If you want me to have my mom on the podcast more, sure. We can talk about Chuck Norris. Who cares? If you want me to talk about NASCAR as much as I hate NASCAR, I will do some research on NASCAR and look up some stuff. I'll talk about NASCAR. If you guys want me to talk... Well, if my opa, if he's listening, Jeremy, if you want me to talk about the Cowboys, I will talk about the Cowboys. (laughs) Just leave me some suggestions. Ask some questions. It'll be a fun podcast Wednesday. I don't know how long it'll be. Or it'll be two parts. So I'll have Brandon on the first part, and then I'll be by myself in the second part. So, and I'll do the questions in the second part, and do the suggestions on the second part. So it should be fun. See what you guys bring to me. Uh, it'll be fun, me answering your questions and stuff like that. So, should definitely be fun. Um, thank you for being listening to this episode of the 3 Wall Podcast. Um... Also, if you bring up the questions after Wednesday, I won't answer them on the Sunday podcast because I already recorded that. So, thank you for listening. 
please ask questions. Give me suggestions. I'm down for almost anything. I mean, it's what you guys want to hear, not really. I can talk about anything sports-related. I can talk about movies all day. I can talk about music all day. So, give me some suggestions. Give me some ideas of what you guys want to hear. Ask questions, as I said 30 times. Ask questions. Ask me what I think about LeBron. Ask me what I think about George football. Ask me what I think about so-and-so. Ask me when my mom's going to be on the podcast. And ask me if you really want Connor on the podcast again. I do. Because <laughs> Connor's awesome. But if you want me to make a podcast with Connor, I'll do that too. I don't know what I can call it, but I'll make a podcast with Connor if you guys really want that. We'll change the name of this podcast to like CNG Podcast. Or uh, the CNG show. Uh, we'll do whatever you guys want. If you guys want Connor on the podcast all the time, that's cool. If you guys don't, I don't, I don't care. Connor's being on the podcast when I don't have ideas to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, if you guys really... Uh, if you guys want to be on the podcast, please let me know. Give me your phone number. I'll send you the link to join. And we can talk about whatever you want. But, yeah. Just let me know. I'd appreciate it. I'm trying to get you guys more involved as we go into this um, rebrand, as I call it. The rebrand will probably happen in August, I would th- I would say, around school time happening <laughs> for kids. But, yeah, as I, well, I'm a kid too, but I'm going to get homeschooled. So, uh, this rebrand happening in August, uh, big things coming, so it'll be fun to see. I didn't use interesting there. Hey, improvements. But... <laughs> You guys want me to freestyle, as much as I hate freestyling. I will freestyle on this podcast if you really want me to. Um, but yeah, please, if you want to be on it, let me know. I'm always happy to have guests on here. Um, if you guys don't want to see guests, then too bad, because I love having guests on here. Um, I might start roasting guests, too. That should be fun. <laughs> we have a roasting podcast. You guys want to see that? You guys hear, want to hear me roast my best friends? When they come on the podcast, I'll do that, too. But thank you for listening. I appreciate it all. Um, love you guys so much for listening. It means a lot to me that I have consistent listeners. Uh, consistent number of listeners on the on each episode. I appreciate it. Um, and I look forward to the rebrand. I look forward to hearing your questions and suggestions. So thank you.